We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale. It's Thanksgiving week. Yeah, we are recording this on Tuesday because we're gonna chill with our families, eat a bunch of food, hang out this weekend. But we didn't want to leave you guys without a show. So two pro wrestling shows this week. This one today, we'll be talking about AEW recapping full gear that happened over the weekend. What's going to be the fallout? We're going to make our predictions going into whatever they named their December mini show. There's too many names. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. All right. Cool. Uh, Game of Thrones is three years ago, bro. But no, I, I get it. Cool. Winter is coming is the show in December. We're going to preview everything going there. Some of the fallout from Full Gear. And our second wrestling show later on in the week, we are talking WWE and we're going to pre- preview Survivor Series, one of our favorite pay-per-views every year. I'm sure the old man has started his watch of every Survivor Series I have. ever. <laughs> it's just going currently on loop on his television. So we'll talk about Survivor Series, future, past, a little bit of everything when we get to that show later on in the week. If it's your first time listening, here we talk pro wrestling, like we're going to do this week, MMA and boxing with a little hip-hop, current events, all that good stuff sprinkled in along the way. Make sure you guys check out our YouTube for our shows to see our pretty faces here at Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn Resort. Trey, it's all wrestling. None of that other stuff this week. All wrestling. AEW had the weekend to itself. Saturday night, I had it on the big TV. I put the... The influencer boxing on the side TVs. <laughs> what, a uh, what a shit show that was. Ugh. Entertaining. Had a blast. KSI is going to fight Dylan Dennis. Is he? Is Dylan going to show fight? up? Yeah, Dylan's going to show up. Is he? Yeah, I don't think he knows how to fight. He, he doesn't know how to fight. The man's a judicial practitioner. They're putting <laughs> in a boxing ring. Man's a fast since 2019. He's had two pro MMA fights. Won both of them by submission. Yeah. And KSI is like, yeah, I'll fight you. Got to box him. Man has no hands. Being Connor's friend is his, like, biggest claim to fame. Yeah, he's going to get the brakes beat off him. That's not going to be good. Anyway. So, <laughs> that took the side for the moment. On Saturday night, it was all about AEW. 
full gear. How we start all of these off. What is your your grade? Since you're the hardest grader in the world, what is your grade for the full paper? I give it a B plus. I thought this was a really good pay per view. There was only there was one match that wasn't good. They some of the results were surprising, but I think everything worked for different reasons. Uh, one of my least favorite matches was the main event. But everything else, I thought, okay. as we go through this card, I, I give it a B plus. It was wasn't their best show. Um, I think they got to where they, the destination that they've been planning to go for like the past, past six months by putting the title on MJF, who gave a phenomenal media scrum. Uh, <laughs> so basically just went off on the yeah. media and left. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, there was not a lot to complain about in the show. Is that because level of expectations or no. because it was a great show? No, it was a great show. Like this was a... This was a really good show because the expectation, I never had a lowered expectation. I just thought the build kind of sucked. Yeah, which would lower some people's expectations. Yeah, but I never they doubted. Always deliver. Yeah, I never doubted the, the match quality. Um, and some matches were way better than I expected them to be. Okay. So, another and B plus. Yeah, I gave it a B plus. What about you? I'm teetering between A and A minus. Mine is based off of expectations. Because when the build isn't, like, the best, right? I'm not going in, like, overly excited. Like, why do I care, right? Mm-hmm. But when you then deliver, and not only deliver with, like, moves and spot fest and shit like that, they told the stories I've wanted to know yep. the entire build. They told them in the ring. So, for that reason, I think it's a good, a solid A. It's a good show. Good show. Like, it was better than I expected almost every match. There's some stuff where I was like, oh, okay, I didn't get it. Twitter quickly jumped on on me and let me know <laughs> that uh, leaving the cage is only a WWE rule. Whatever. I strongly dislike cage matches where escaping isn't the win. WWE, like, went away from it from a period of time. Mm-hmm. And, like, people just started pinning people. And I hated that. I like the escaping aspect of things. But... That's how they do it here. That's how they do it. So, but top to bottom, again, most matches over-delivered. And the matches that didn't, I kind of expected not to. Yeah. For the most part, the matches that, like, fell short were just like, I can see why they fell short. Yeah. But I thought it was also a much tighter package. It was not like a 10-hour show. Like, it didn't feel long. But when you get to the main event, it felt a little. When you got to the main event, you were just like, all right. Because, and we'll talk about when we get there, the outcome felt very predetermined at a certain yeah. point. And when it happened, which I predicted would happen when they had that promo months yeah. ago, it was like, that's it? Okay. It felt like, it felt like Tony Khan, from double or nothing, he had what he wanted to do and everything got all fucked up. And then he got here and was like, this is my chance to reset the board. Yeah. And move some pieces back to where they're supposed to be. Few of them stayed that I was kind of surprised. Like they were WWE just did the same thing, and it, it left me the same feeling. Kind of, yeah, so I was like, "What?" Some things work, some things don't. Yeah. but I, I think the match quality overall was this was a really damn good show. No, definitely, we'll go through it. Trying to take it from the top, so not doing pre-show stuff. Yeah, we should. We should talk about Eddie Kingston. Okay, so we'll go best friends, Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, and Downhausen versus. 
the factory with QT Marshall. You want to talk about that? I want to talk about Dan Housen with the teeth. <laughs> mean Evil, Dan Housen. Mean Dan Housen is incredible. It's hilarious because he comes out, he's got a thing of teeth, and he's got a darker mask, and he looks like he has more chest hair. Yes. <laughs> he gets the job done. And I was just like, all right, this is cool. I mean, the Nightmare Factory, they are what they are. The factory's trash. They're here to yeah. get pins. They dropped the Nightmare out of it, obviously, because Cody Rhodes well, yeah, isn't there. They're just a factory. The but, factory. So now you have the firm and the factory. Yeah. It, no, one, no one thought of this. It, this was fine. Yeah. The factory shouldn't be a thing. Hmm. They're not helping anyone there. They're the job squad. They but are. less funny. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. less comedic. Then we have Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage Eliminator Tournament. Dude, we, we Ricky know. Ricky Starks. We, we're pretty sure we know where this is going, right? So it's like. Somewhat. But this match was good. Yeah. Brian Cage is a very uniquely special talent that I feel like might be better served in Ring of Honor. Yes, but. His career is always served on those platforms. It is. Like, I, like, he's a guy who feels like he's bigger than that. I've but been watching, like, the first done. time I saw Cage live was at a PWG show. It was Brian Cage versus <laughs> Uha Nation. And I was like, these are the two buffest, flippiest motherfuckers <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Both of them, Cock Diesel, just coming in and doing 619s and moonsaults. I was just like, this is insane. But Cage has always had a promo issue. He's never been a great promo. And I, you know... Better than Kate, whatever Slight, that's cool, slightly better than Uha Nation in the promo yeah. department. Uh, but I would say that I would argue that Uha Apollo Cruz is slightly better wrestler, yes. But I think, like, if you put Cage in the right spot, it works. Like, this match was a really damn good match, and the finish was great, like, it, it works. But I'm just like, you need to see him more. And he's a guy who needs a mouthpiece, mm-hmm. he's a guy where you go see somebody like Stokely, and you'd be like, all right. You need somebody like that because you cutting your own promos just don't work. This match was fine. We knew Ricky Starks was going to win. There's a reason why the tournament didn't move on without him. Yes. And then Eddie Kingston versus Yoon Akiyama. All right. We said it. We talked about this last week. Eddie Kingston is like, he's getting all the matches he's ever wanted to do. And watching him do this match and then promo the show afterward, (laughs) it's incredible. But again, I like I should not be on a pre-show. Like I said last, last week, they're going to run out of these matches soon, and they're going to have to push this man to up the card. And with MJF as a champion, it's a pretty easy story to get there with him because it's, I don't think there's a rush, but uh, it could be a revolution. But I feel like Kingston's going to get his little matches, and then it's like, all right, now we're done with that. We got to start telling stories with you again. Yeah, he's a good foil for MJF. Like, yeah. he's not someone I think would beat MJF, obviously, but it's like— But the crowd will be behind him? Yeah. Like and the you, promo, they can stand toe to toe. You have to find, and we'll talk more about MJF's win and what it all means. But you have to find MJF opponents that won't get booed. Yes, and that's going to be the most difficult challenge for MJF. I feel like Kingston is the one that will, like, you might want to boo him, and then he cuts that promo, and you're like, "Fuck, fuck you, MJF." <laughs> MJF needs to stop being cheered. It's impossible. That's a bigger problem than the other people getting booed. No, it's impossible. He's in stone cold territory now. Like he is in, he can do as much heel stuff as he wants and fans are just going to be like, he's still really good. You can't get past, when Stone Cold and The Rock had the same issue. When they were the hottest heels in the business, when Stone Cold was warring with Bret Hart, fans were like, I don't care. I'm cheering for this guy anyway. 
Then they try to turn him heel with Vince McMahon. The fans are like, nope. They just rejected it. Yeah, MJF is more asshole than anything. He is. But it's hard when he's just really good at being an asshole. Yeah. If he was in like in front of a less hardcore wrestling crowd, they boo him all the time. The only people going to uh, boo him passionately are kids. Yeah. That's all, who, that's all that's Not left. Not enough kids at AEW shows. No. have been AEW shows. That's all that's left is kids. <laughs> yeah, the average age is like 35. So, no. Nah, um, it's going to be tough. Eddie Kingston, again, good win. Amazing I want guy. him to change his finisher, though. He changed his, his outfit. That's, I, I can't ask for anything more. The outfit, <laughs> the whack-ass, like, lime green singlet, like yeah. the Jets 1967 I'm, singlet. I'm just saying this, no, the I, spinning back fist doesn't, like, Asuka has a great spinning back fist in, in WWE. Kingston's like a slapping. Yeah. I mean, Jericho has the Judas. Similar. Yeah, but Jericho hits you with an elbow. Yeah. He's hitting you with basically trying to not close the fist all the way and get full torque on it, but it, that's the only thing that he worked with me with Kingston. <laughs> no, he couldn't have a better finisher. A submission would go a long way. Just throw it in there every now and then. And then first match to open the card. This was low-key long matches. Two matches, first hour. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, which now they're using his real name more. Cool. Versus Luchasaurus. In a steel cage to keep everyone out. Except the one man that you have to keep out. When just moseys down to the, to the ring. Uh, what, eight minutes in? Five minutes? Just opens the door. Who gives the man the key? He stole him. I know, but like, how do you let him steal the key? How do you let... It's your one job. A one-man guy steal the key, and then you watch him open the, 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 the door, and the referee's like, no, stop, Christian. No, no, stop. And I'm like, yo, is somebody going to get security? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Nobody's Not until he opens the damn cage. This is the only part of this match that I absolutely hated, because I was like, this is so stupid. It's an injured man. There's a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what we're doing? And you know, I, I said the same thing. I was like, well, Lucius just... Left the cage and he went and everybody like, all right, you know, they, I was like, I know the fucking rules, guys. I just think it's ridiculous that you build a cage to keep Christian out. But I guess because his name is Christian Cage, he, he knows how to get in. He wants. He's the king of the cage. Jesus Christ. Obviously. But, but this match was, I wasn't sure what to think of this match. I thought this was going to be, I, I figured Jungle Boy would win. But I thought he would sneak out a win. No. No. This was, this, these, they beat the shit out of each other. This was a great match. It's a good match. Yeah, I liked it. Um, tapping Luchasaurus, I don't, I don't know what this does for the big dinosaur. I don't know either, but he, he's, he's he's more of a roadblock yeah. to Christian King. He's a foil right now. He's yeah. kind of what Wardlow was for MJF once upon a time. Yeah, but Wardlow got super hot. And then- yeah, he did. But at, at one point, you remember Wardlow was dealing with Cody. Yeah. and It's the same thing with Luchasaurus. He's like, he's like the, the, the next to final boss. Yeah. And Jungle Boy needed this win badly. He need and then he can't like to jump off the cage, like it. He's jump good. off the cage was dope. He is really he's one of the young pillars. I think um, for a while, they they did struggle with elevating him as they did the others. Um, the trios team always felt a little gimmicky. He was treated as like a boy. Like, but now it's like, okay, we got to elevate the character. Yeah, it's, it's time. Yeah, we got to see what he has. Everyone else is progressing. Yeah. Oh. Or has progressed and slid back down in case of Sammy Guevara. But it's just like, okay, we need to give you an edge. So they give him a Christian. Yep. Boom, boom. Shh. Guys caught that. 
Uh, but yes. So uh, no, I, I I liked it. Thought it was a good match. Him going outside, getting every fucking thing imaginable, and throwing it back inside is weird. Also, every Hell in a Cell is turned into that as well. Yeah. Where it's just like, yo, at some point, everyone's going outside and throwing a bunch of things into the ring. Isn't the cell dangerous enough? Well, see, I think the cage most people have now realized that, well, the producers of these matches and these shows are like, well, the look of the cage is what makes it look dangerous. Outside of that, that's about it. No, the cage used to be a weapon. Yeah, well. Steel grates your face. Yeah, but, you know, nobody's really doing that. I mean. Slingshot. Oh. Jungle Boy got busted open hardware early. Oh. Super early. And uh, I was like, how much is Mox going to have to bleed? Yeah, it was like, oh, you're taking all the blood out of this match. Um, But yeah, it's it's always weird. Like, it's the aesthetic. It's how the cage looks. I mean, it's very no holds barred. Like, ah, they got a cage around them. They mean business tonight. And I mean, the violence was accelerated. But if you took away the cage, outside of Jack Perry jumping off the cage, kind of have the same match. Who's the best cage match guy of all time, as an aside? Oh, I don't know. Bret Hart is my best cage match guy of all time. When they used to have, like, the old school cage. I mean, everybody loves the old blue cage. Oh, he'd sell the cage like it was about to collapse on. Yeah. I mean, Brett was great. I just, I'd have to go through my mess of roller decks of cages. Brett's great. I don't count a cell as a cage. Yeah, it's not the same. His HBK taker in the cell was phenomenal. And Foley, but like a cage match, Brett's my guy. Brett's my guy. is best cage match guy of all time. And then, next up, Death Triangle. Versus the elites. Match one in a best of seven. This was excellent. This match. It felt like the starter. Yeah. But it was really good. <laughs> Dude. First of all, the elite coming out to Kansas is carry on my wayward son. The visual of them just standing there with the silhouettes and like yeah, Kenny Omega signs here and the Young Bucks and the, the pyro goes off when the guitar hits. I was like, yo, this is. When it comes to epic entrances, like this was ne- like that shit gave me goosebumps because I fucking love this song, first of all. And I was like, here goes Tony Khan, just like, what do you guys want? All right, I'm gonna pay for it. I'll pay Kansas a shit ton of money. Because <laughs> WWE doesn't do this. They've only done it for like Ronda Rousey and CM Punk. Cult of personality for CM Punk. Yeah. Uh, and Ronda Which Rousey. That couldn't have been like the hardest lights. Like, Which one? Cult of personality. Uh, it's expensive, but it's not expensive as Carry On My Way with Sun, or it's not expensive as Rolling Stones. No. Like, Tony Khan, if he wants to get us on, he'll get it. And then in a post-media uh, scrum, he was basically saying, yeah, they're probably going to use this again. This is, we're not, it's not a one-off. Well, that entrance, and then Omega looking jacked. Omega looks huge. And then the match starts. And immediately, I was like, yo, this company is so much better when these three are here. Yeah. Like, this match was ridiculous. It also reminds you, the Lucha Bros are fucking incredible. And so is Pac. You have maybe your six best wrestlers in the ring together doing stupid shit. This spot where there is a, uh, what was it, a powerbomb? And then it turns into a, a destroyer. Yeah. And then Phoenix rolls into a cutter. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? They like this threw everything out there. It's like, yo, this is number one. And I like the finish. Oh, the fin- I didn't. Th- I didn't see that finish coming. Yeah. I, we both thought the elite would win. I think Cole picked yep. Lucha, uh, Death Lucha Triangle, Lucha. but they Phoenix was like, "Fuck, man, I can't beat these guys. Yep. I'm I'm just gonna have to use the hammer tonight." And I was like, "This is the perfect finish. Yep. This is perfect. The elite didn't even need to win. The and, way this happened, and you could see them like, "Fuck, we had to like, yeah, kind of cheat to it." And then, but you, you see, 
package. It's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, bitches, yeah. I told you. I told you. By He's any so means happy. necessary. He's so happy that they did. And Omega's like, what happened? He's about to get him in the one wing. Oh, this match, the near falls, the this was, you could put this in five-star match of the year territory. It's it's in the territory. It's not the best match of the year. Yeah. I but mean, it's very, it's really I'm good. I'm sure if it was a five, it's, it was a five-star tease. It, it, if like, it's not yo, five, it's 4.75. Yeah, like, it's yo, it's we, right there. We got more. And we're it's, just building it out. So best of seven, it, it seems long, but they, they've kind of scheduled it all out, which is good because it'll help sell those crowds, I think. Yeah. Those houses could be like, yo, I know I'm getting this match, like for best of seven. And to my knowledge, like every time I've seen a best of five, best of seven, I've liked all of them. That was uh, at least some good shit. Yeah, Booker and Benoit. Yep. Shout out if your name was excellent. <laughs> it was great. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. Oh, that was amazing, which led to the bar. Yep. Uh, those are, there's a way to do this, right? And there's people like, is this going to be overkill? I was like, eh, I don't think so. One, you have to wonder, are they really going to go seven? They could. They should. Ooh. But Someone could it be a sweep two? on one? <laughs> could, could that happen, right? Don't know. Will somebody go down 3-0 and have us wondering? But these guys are so good at wrestling. My only true concern is how much TV time does this take up each week and take away from somebody else. That's my only concern because if you they had to give each match 20, 25 That's minutes. what I'm saying. With a break. So it's like, unless there's like some quick roller finishes or something wild like that, you're losing a, a fourth of your show each week to these matches. Now, they're all on Dynamite too. They're not on Rampage. No. So it's a minor complaint. But the biggest thing to come out of this I said, as soon as we put out that schedule, I said, hey, January 4th is not on that schedule. I wonder why. And I tried to ask Tony Khan in the media scrum, hey, is anybody doing Wrestle Kingdom? Lo and behold, that same night, if anybody didn't watch the New Japan Stardom Crosser, I watched that shit. That shit was phenomenal. First of all, I think New Japan's back where they were. They're like, Stardom's already incredible, right? But some of the matches on this card without going into too much detail, because we, we could have a whole show dedicated to this car. One, like, Shooter and Will Ospreay was incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ishii was on the card. You had uh, Lawson Cabra, uh, L.I.J. Who they wrestled? I can't remember. Um, oh, United Empire. Oh. Like, there were some, there were some great matches on this show. And then I was like, yo, it's one night at Wrestle Kingdom. And then I saw the lineup for Wrestle Kingdom this year. Oh, oh it's getting stacked. And I was like, oh, this is pretty fucking... Like, they're finally out of that COVID thing. You can feel them moving back to where they go, was supposed to be. Jay White's work, working Okada for the title. Yep. Which I feel like is probably going to go to Jay White. Sure. It's time. Yep. To put that title back on him. He's ready. Uh, and then you added Osprey Beach Shooter in an incredible match. And they're like, hey, who's, who's left for Okada? Kenny Omega pops up on the screen. Yeah. Kenny Omega's promo calling out Will Ospreay for now. But then Ospreay goes on Twitter like, fix my company. He'll <laughs> fucking fix yours. <laughs> I said, God damn. <laughs> this match. And that's why there's no match. There's no trios match on January 4th because yep. Omega will be in Japan, which makes me wonder, are the Bucks going to be in Japan too now? There's really no one for them to wrestle. If they do go, they're kind of just around to be around. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's like, if Kenny is going to be there, why not? Right? Might as well book him on the card. You can work him into a tag match. I think the ooh, who's the junior tag team heavyweight? Who's the junior tag team champion right now? I don't know, but they'd be heavyweight still because they moved up. Yeah, I'm trying to think who's. There's a tournament. I don't know who's the champion, but I know Chris Bay just went over. Yeah, that uh, I think United Empire are the tag team champions right now. But 
They haven't announced what the, the match is going to be. But I'm like, yo, New Japan's back to where it's supposed to be. Yeah. They're finally getting back there. This was must-watch TV, but this Kyrie Sane being the, the inaugural New Japan uh, Women's Champion. That was the way to do it. I call it Kyrie Sane. It's just Kyrie. Kyrie. Uh, but that match was stupid. I tell anybody, go watch that match, and you'll be like, oh, I see why Kyrie left WWE. She wants to work that style. Yeah. Balls to the wall. But anyway, Elite looked Long incredible. She cut now, but yeah. it's too late. The Elite <laughs> looked incredible. Death Triangle winning. Best of seven series, which gives everybody else time to get their shit in order because House of Black is looming. They're coming back. And you have to think they're going to be next in line. Yeah. After this, I mean, I wouldn't mind them building momentum I'm against sure other teams. Something. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be back doing something. They'll probably show up in winter is coming. It's kind of like that. If you come back, you're pushed right to the top. It's only one way to go. Yeah. Type thing. Where I think it's too early for the elite to lose. No, they're not losing. Um, or whoever comes out. No, but yeah, like Death Triangle, if they win it. Yeah. They could kind of lose the belt in the next few. Exactly. The elite, if they win it, they got to hold that for a quick little second. Yeah. At least until Vegas. Yeah. To January through May. So maybe you just. <sighs> Alistair Black needs some wins. We like the presentation, we like the promos. But they lost a lot before oh, no. they left. They're, I think they're going to heat them up immediately. Yeah, so it's like heat them up against some of the other teams. Yeah, and the, the little like segments on TV with they just they've looked with Julia Hart. Mm-hmm. Julia Hart is perfect in this role, by the way. But I think I think everything will come together and they'll be fine. But it's best of seven. I'm looking forward to it. Jay Cargill versus Nyla Rose. This is hard, man. Jay K- Jade's entrance, though, with the... Oh, listen. I had so many people text me that don't even watch wrestling. <laughs> it's all kinds of nasty memes. Like, oh, my... What is that? Ah, oh, like... Thundercats just, entrance. Yo. Every time... She-Hulk won before was dope. She just... She looks like a million bucks. There, I don't, I, I don't want to do this, but it's like you have Jade Cargill on one side and Bianca Belair on the other. You have two African-American women who are your biggest star, like your most marketable stars in the company. Like Bianca just announced the, the reality show yep. with Montez. On Hulu. Yeah. That's not small. Like, no, that's, that's the, major. That shit has gone to Bellas and Miz. Like there hasn't been any black people get a show. And I talked to Bianca like recently and I was just like, yo, you are busy. And there's still, like, more shit she wants to do. But it's like, this is why they have the title on her. Because she's easily, like, she comes into a room, she's just different. Baps, too. Let's <laughs> get <laughs> Yo, I still joke with her about that. Yeah. But then you go to the other side, you look at Jade, and you're like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, this, this woman is, I, I've never seen a woman built like this. Like, yeah. the, the way that she looks and the, the way, like, her promo... She is, and this, and as I'm about to get to the match because she is like, she could, is like their Hulk Hogan. Like, she is that kind of presence that walks into a room. He's like, that's a star. There's no question about it. Like, none. You see her and you're like, she's a star. All she has to do is shore up five moves to get her through the day. And have a John Cena this to death? She got to have a Hogan. Five moves to death. Like, Hogan was 
was great, but nobody expected Hogan to work like fantastic matches. No. But you knew what you were getting. Steamboat. Big boat, not. big boot, leg drop, hook up, body slam. You might rake your eyes or rake your back every once in a while. Yeah. That was always good. I popped. Yeah, I popped when he did it too. But it was never like super complicated, no. right? The, the more and more simple you keep it with Jade, the better off she is. Because when you start complicating things, because she's still very green. Yep. And this match showed us that. I thought this was the best match she probably worked, though. Yeah, but it, it's still hard because, like, Nyla Rose is so big as well. Nyla, one, was phenomenal. Like, not, Nyla kind of carried the match. She, she did. Great. She did. And made the best out of Jade, I think. She, it's funny. If you watch the match, you watch, like, Nyla knows when Jade's about to have a wardrobe malfunction. And then she, like, pulls back and, like, plays with the crowd. So Jay can fix her shit. It's like, yo, there's so many images out there of just people like looking at Jay's ass. I was like, you guys are monsters. I need that, uh, the meme of the dog with the, with the stick, the horny <laughs> yeah. police dog. Yeah. yeah. But boy, this match was, it was what it was. It wasn't great. It was fine. Jade wins. Big shocker. Uh, yeah, they almost had me when Nyla hit her with a finish. And I was like, oh, wait, Nyla's going to go over. No, I just don't. You're running out of people for Jade to beat. That's the key. Unless you want to elevate her up. And I don't think you can right now based on the result and how this crowd reacted to another match on this show. Yeah. Yes, I will uh, talk about that match and the person who's going to be Jade eventually. Uh, probably next. But before we get there, Chris Jericho defeats Brian Danielson, Claudio Castanoli, and Sammy Guevara. This match was way better than it had any business being. No, Sammy actually went for it. But this, <laughs> again, incredible. Sammy Guevara is very very good. Yes. He is a phenomenal wrestler. He just has a very... He's an like, idiot sometimes. He's phenomenal an idiot. Wrestler. He has a face that's easy to hate. Yes. And he does dumb shit, right? That's not the worst characteristics of a pro wrestler, though. But he doesn't lean into it the way that he should. He, he's like the he Henry Cejudo of pro wrestling. He's yes. the king of cringe. But you can make that work. You can if you, if you find a way work. to lean into it the right way. right way. But as you watch, as this match is developing, he was exceptional in this match. Yes. And then, like the like the breakoff segments with, with Cesaro and Danielson going at it, the finish, the way they got to the finish, oh, Jericho doing the Judas effect over the giant swing. It's like man, and then, and multiple times I was like, I didn't know who was going to win. Nope, I thought Sammy was going to steal it. I thought Cesaro was going to steal it. I thought Danielson was going to steal it. Nope, Jericho wins. But I'm fine with it. Like this was a four way. Four ways are tough to do in general. Yeah. This one Definitely. worked because you never felt like there was any real pause in the action. No. And when there were like one-on-one segments, they all worked. This was a really good match. Exceeded expectations for me. Yeah, I, I didn't see this being this good. I didn't mind the booking. I'm interested to see where this leaves Jericho and Sammy. Me too. But I don't need it to be like, oh, now it's time to kick you out type thing. Like, no. I think it's okay to be like, you know what? You're in my respect. Like, stepping up like that. Like, it can elevate his position. And the Jericho Appreciation Society. Much like like Roman Reigns doesn't hate Jay forever. Yeah. It was like, no, nah, like, I had to whip your ass a little bit. Just show some heart. My right hand, man. Yeah. Like, there's, there's something to that. Uh, again, Sammy might be another person who benefits going to ROH. I figured it did. Yeah. Him and Jericho could run roughshod down. Yeah, like... And 2.0. I mean, Jericho... I. Jericho's in this spot where it's just like, it doesn't really matter where he goes. He's a presence wherever he shows up. But I feel like Sammy needs like a, a higher, like he needs to be a higher ranking heel. 
in this business because he's very good at what he does. But then that becomes, I'm not saying it's problematic. I'm just asking. Does ROH now just become NXT for AEW? No, it's where um, you're you're going and you're sending talent down there. Isn't down like whatever? It's it's a real fucking show. It's very good. It's prestigious. Yeah, of a company, but you're you're sending talent there to get the extra oomph they need. Well, and not, maybe it, you I, can't provide on your show because now it's like where do we make? We made him a champion ready on this yeah. level. It didn't really work. Like, I don't see. I just think it's it's more like well. ROH is a prestigious brand. You need top talent there. Who can we move there that can bet? Sammy Guevara is not going to be a top heel in AEW. Not yet. Sammy Guevara could have a very good run in Ring of Honor because he, he would get more of the spotlight onto himself. It's, not, it's, it's, it's a lateral move. You just because, explain NXT. Yeah, well. Back in the, in the original iterate. Like, there, nobody's like, as long as you, like, if you send Cesaro there, for instance, you can't call it a developmental. Right. No, it's not it's not developmental. Right. I'm not even saying that. But you you you're saying like the original iteration, like Kevin Owens didn't need developmental. Not at all. He went to NXT. Yeah. Finn Balor didn't need it. Nakamura didn't need it. Samoa Joe didn't need it. But they weren't going to be those top main event guys on Raw or SmackDown. Not immediately, no. No. And they were like, go be the top guy here. Yeah. Like and had incredible runs. Yeah. And then you get called up and then yeah, yeah, but that, that was always position. the issue. There's no such thing. Like, in NXT and AEW, there's no call-up, right? There is oh, no— Sammy's coming back if you send him an ROH. He's not just going to be an ROH guy. No, but so there's, there's no idea of, like, up. being called up or sent down, which is the idea that Triple H and Vince McMahon have held with this developmental brand. When it's not developmental, you got very established talent there. So it's not the same visual thing. The only thing that would be different is TV time. Like, if ROH lands on— Thursday night. It depends on the time slot. Is it one hour? Is it two hours? That's the only thing that'll separate it. I hope it's on Mondays. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Shot fire. Yeah, Trying to steal damn. a little bit of the audience. But yeah, like Sammy's, he, like he's really good in the spot. And AEW's got this really big roster of talent that they need to move some pieces around to let others shine. And Sammy's that guy who is, I don't want him to be attached to Jericho forever. No. I just wonder if people look at it. As that, like they're going down. I'm sure, I, the, I'm sure they're going to say that. Like if, yeah. if Danielson's like Dan, in multiple I, interviews, I he keeps saying it. Yeah. He keeps saying like, "I don't want the title. I want to work young talent." Yeah. Like D- Danielson would be perfect to go to Ring of Honor, and people are like, "Oh, they sent him down." It's like you can't really send no. Danielson anywhere. He does whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, not not those guys. I'm just asking about like the young guy, like yeah. Sammy. Um, if you send like Moriarty should be there Moriarty. working for the, for the pure title. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, are you sending these other guys down? Yeah, it shouldn't be like, views down. No, because there, there's guys like Joe. Yeah. Who we'll get to, who's a, a champion down there. So, like, it's not developmental, but I just wonder if it's going to be, like, NXT-ish. There's, there's similarities there. Um, next match, Soraya versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. 12 minutes and 30 seconds to me. For a returning worker, might be a little too much. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a shitty match. No, it it was to me. The story was Soraya coming back. Yes, the story was not these women are going to give us a five star match. And credit to Britt Baker as a wrestler, say carrying her kind of through that match. There was a lot of moments in that match where you could see like Soraya's like either blown up or she's like she hasn't done this. She's rusty as shit. She's not in wrestling shape. Takes no, the, and she's trying to get back into it. I think Britt did a good job with that. The match wasn't great. 
it was Ray's comeback match. She wins. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm almost like about six minutes into the match and I was like, Saray should probably lose. <laughs> because I think there's a better story of her. Like, you've been out for five years. What makes you think you can beat the best yep. in the business? You should probably lose here. And now she wins. And it's like, well, now what do we do? Yeah. She's not really sympathetic at all. No. Like, like I thought that Britt should beat her. Yeah. Beat her clean. No cheating. And just be like, it's not, not your ready. house. You ain't been here for five years. How the fuck you going to claim some shit and not put it into work? And it makes Soraya have to work her way back up. I felt like that would have been a better story to tell. And nope. And then that leads me to Soraya going against Jade. I think she's the one to take the belt off of Jade. I don't know, man. I, I honestly don't know. She who may get booed if she does. Maybe. No, she, Maybe not. she will. <laughs> but she will. It just right I feel now. like she can do it. And then Jade can move up to do bigger and better things. Because uh, the Ryan McKinnell school of pro wrestling says she has a big enough following and she's a quote-unquote star. And if she beats Jade, you can see it and maybe people won't boo. Because at this point, anyone who beats Jade, people are going to complain and be like, yo, this is not realistic. Like, no one's good enough to beat Jade. But her platform, her story, it's like, okay, I get it. And Jade is finally free to do something. Yeah, but I just, what is Jade free to do? Move like, up the card. To do what? Challenge for the main title. And and muck that up? Because that's what's gonna happen. Like if you if she if she goes for the AEW women's championship and she wins it, she's never gonna lose it. Roman Reigns. Yeah, but she's not as good as Roman. <laughs> so I think <laughs> gotta that, put her in that position to find out. The issue is you can put this title on her, it doesn't hurt the other end of the women's card. You're running out of opponents, so you're gonna have to find somebody. But you have <laughs> And I know I can guarantee you that somebody there is like, keep going like, she ain't ready to lose this title yet because her working her way back up, she doesn't have that in her. Yeah. She's a front runner. She's a dominant force. If she loses that title, we lose a little luster off her. We can't put her in the AEW women's title picture because we got a bunch of women that can work there. She can't work like them yet. No, not yet. So keep that TBS title on her because nobody, nobody complains about it. It's like it's there, but it's like, it's almost like Hook with FTW. <laughs> it's like Hook holds that title and everybody's like, all right, it's his. He owns it. Yeah. Jade owns the TBS title. Nyla stole it, but she got it back. Yeah, she's my champion. Good job, Nyla. <laughs> and then Samoa Joe, previously mentioned. Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs. All three of us said there's no way Joe's winning this shit. Fucking Joe won it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hilarious how he won way it. too short, by the way. Yo, he won it in the most hilarious way possible. Poor Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to bing you with a chair, and I'm going to choke this fool out who you've already <laughs> powerbombed to hell like four times. Yep. But the best part about this match is Wardlow. I mean, yeah, Wardlow and Hobbs looking at each other like, this motherfucker got us. <laughs> <laughs> they both looked at each other in the ring and was like, Wardlow is now the clean, king of the flippy shit as well. Yo, somebody he's said he's, a, he's a, a, a juiced up Jeff Hardy. And I was like, <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Like, he's huge. And like, he did like a tope. I want him to start dancing. Yeah, like he did a tope and would like land it on their heads. And I was like, what is, this guy's a maniac. on like his feet, like a cat. So now Joe's a, so I, I never thought Joe would get pinned because they had to keep him strong going in the final battle, which makes me believe now final battle is going to have two titles on the line. Do you remember when Kurt Angle wrestled Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle had the Intercontinental in the European Championship? Lost ball. And he was the Eurocontinental champion? Yeah. <laughs> and this shit was ridiculous. And then he wrestled <laughs> that match and he didn't get pinned in either match. He lost, lost both of those titles. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think they're going to go. They might, that was may hilarious. Not, it was hilarious. It may not end the same, but I think that's what we're going in the final battle with. Okay. That Joe's going to have Joe's going to have to defend both those titles in the same match. And by the way, I always said that's how you get the belt off of Roman Reigns. Yeah. Like that's that's the, yeah, if you the way to book it. Like yeah. is yeah, you put him in triple threat. Each fall is a different title. Yeah. He Technically, you can take both belts off of Alpha Chase. Yo, Kurt Angle lost both those titles. He didn't get pinned. Ah, Holly. <laughs> the Euro, Eurocontinental champion. That shit was incredible. But there's there's a way, because now you go into this match, and Joe doesn't have to lose to lose the TNT title. No. Hobbs could beat Wardlow if, if you continue this program. And then Joe can get his title right back and go right back into whatever Ring of Honor is doing next. It's still, they're always TV champions. But it gives us a match we look forward to. On yes. Tomorrow. And it'll be, I guarantee it'll be longer than what we just saw. Yeah. More big men bumping me. Yes. Next up, Sting, Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. You know, the, you know the rules. What's Sting jumping off of and what's he going to no-sell? Oh, my God. You know the vibes and <laughs> God little, damn it, it gave us exactly what we wanted. Exactly what we wanted. The match was wildly entertaining. Again, <laughs> Darby Allen is nuts. Oh, yeah. This man flies high speed. This time he, he did He's it Jeff to Jared. Uh, uh. The giant dude. Oh, my God. What's his name? I, we never remember his I name. I forgot his fucking name again. Oh, fuck. His job was to go from one end of the arena to the other just catching people. <laughs> so, first, he catches Darby doing the fucking coffin off drop the off the top of the thing. Catching like a baby and just throws him. <laughs> and then he runs to the other side of the arena, which I was like, yo, he's got to be gassed. He runs to the other side of the arena and he catches Sting. Man's an athlete. Yo, but this match, stupid entertaining. Uh, look. If you tell me that Sting and Darby are just going to do this for the next year, I'm fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I need Darby to be like a main event title right. holder ass dude. It's something to keep him busy. It's Always incredibly entertaining. And then it's like, dude, you're working with Sting. And you got Sting just doing stupid shit. Sting's worn on me. What the fuck can I say? I'm sports entertained. He's nuts. The man, is, the man just jumps off of shit. Like, At first, I was like another old guy. And, you know, I've never been a stinger anyway. Bruh. And all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? That's all motherfucking go. The like, first, he's, he's trying, like, just wild the, stuff. The first time he dies, I thought he landed on his head. And I was like, Sting's dead. He just, <laughs> he just gets up, bangs on his chest. And I was like, this dude's like 60. He's a maniac. He pops everybody, too. Him and Darby Allen are having the time of their lives. Just, just, just find them different pairs of people to wrestle and do this shit, too. It is. It looks like they're just having the most fun. They're having a blast. I enjoyed the hell out of this. Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm. Yo, this match was good. They can wrestle. Like. No bathroom break. I saw people like, oh, this is the bathroom break. Not match. at all. Like, no. this was one of the better matches of the night. Like, the good. near falls were great. Like, everything was great. Rip Baker came and helped, and Jamie Hader won, which makes me wonder, like, when he, you're going to blow this up. I'm just wondering how long it's going to be. I didn't think Jamie Hader would win because I thought they always wanted Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa to have their match, but I guess not now. But this was, a, I think this was a thing where five months ago, this wasn't on Tony Khan's radar. But Jamie Hayter always had it. Yeah, I think the crowd reaction. Yeah, that's social media organic. traction. That is organic. Yeah. And they fed into it just like they did to the acclaimed. Sometimes you shouldn't. But the crowd reaction when Hayter won, I was like, yeah, that's the right decision. There's also her being close with Britt. And yeah. Britt is the one, one, man, one spotlight to another. Like, Britt's a spotlight. It's, it's going to come right back around. Yeah. <laughs> Britt's, you know Britt's going to take that belt and that spotlight sooner or later. And then the claimed defeat swerving our glory. They gave this a good amount of time. They did. And this was the worst of their three matches. It was fine. Yeah. It, was, it didn't hit like the other one. I, I enjoyed it though. I did too. It had a purpose. Yeah. The purpose was to finally break swerving Keith Lee up. Yep. 
But it wasn't, it wasn't like the first two matches. The first two matches were really, really good. I don't think we had the same intrigue in this one as we had the first two. I don't think anybody really did. Because we knew. Yeah, we knew what we were getting to. You're not going to hop potato the belt back to. This in the main event had very kind of predetermined finishes. Yes. And that's, I liked the match. I yeah. just never thought the decision was in doubt. No, I was like, mm. I was like, how are they going to break up? That's I was like, it'd be fun doing. if Keith Lee bought in, but there's really no story. And the story is, you know, Keith Lee and Swerve and Keith Lee getting fed up. I was like, I can't do this shit anymore. Match was fine. Yeah. Like, it wasn't bad at all. Swerve continues to be great in the ring. Um, but again, oh, FTR is working. Uh, FTR is working Wrestle Kingdom. Are they? Yes. Oh, are they champions? Yes. Okay. We were wondering who the champions yes, that were. I had to remember. FTR. Yeah, that's what FTR is doing right yeah. now. They're getting ready to go to Japan. Nice. I think they're working United Aussie Open again, I think. I think. I think. That's I can't remember. Long time. But it's like, so what, the only question is, I like the acclaim, but I look at them in the ring and they're, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're much better than they were. Yes. But then when I just watched the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks, I was like, not many people are that, though. Like, no, that, they're not. That's a different like, standard. No, it's like it's a super high standard. Yes. But it's like there are levels to where they're at. So it's like, I'm like, oh, well, who do they work next? They're going to have to drop these titles soon. No. Yeah. Four months from now, they're not going to be champions. Okay. By revolution, they'll probably lose the titles by March. Damn, yeah. Probably. I mean, FTR is the people who are going to take it off but here's Who the thing. Who else is, like, honestly, they haven't built anyone else up. Well, here's the question. Are the acclaimed as hot without swerving their glory, in our glory? We're about to find out. That's, that's what we're about. Like, they Swerve were hot. Be- were so good. They were hot because of that feud. Now they're going to be on their own. And it's like, whoever they feud with, there is, the other side is not as important as they are. So yeah. they have to keep that intrigue up. So we'll see. The match was fine, though. You got a couple more months of scissor me daddy ass before yeah. people were like, whatever. Exactly. But, yeah, FTR. Maybe, I don't know, the claim gets cheered so much, but that act was supposed to be a heel act. It's hard. With the, all rappers coming to the ring are supposed to be heel acts, and then yeah, they start saying clever John shit. Yeah, way. and then it was just people latch on to it. So, I don't know. It's going to be tough for them. I get where we're going with this, though. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen the best of Keith Lee by far. Oh, not at all. I think it's coming. They haven't even like, yeah, let Keith yeah. Lee really go. Yep. But him and Swerve in a program, that in ring is. Yeah. That's cat, big cat and mouse game. Yeah. That is going to be a phenomenal. That might get eight stars. Ten if it was in the Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. So main event before we get out of here. MJF defeats John Moxley. Really? Thanks to William Regal. What you called. It was subtle, though. Subtle. But it was, it, it was exact. The mo- I told y'all, the moment I saw that promo, I was like, there's only one way to go with this. I didn't necessarily care for Regal, like, walking out beforehand. Like, he, had the, he had the heel face on the whole match, too. He did. Like, but it, it just was like, it didn't give me that, that moment yeah, between no. him and MJF. It was, it was too or, obvious. Or, yeah, or Moxie, like, staring at him like, why? Like, we didn't get that emotional uh, yeah. William-turned yep. moment because yep. he bounced up the left. Like, yep. we just saw MJF be heel MJF and the crowd was like, oh, okay. Like, But I, I wanted that Moxley looking at Regal like, yo, the combat club, why? That, that was the problem I had with this. 
It was, we knew where we were going. I love that Moxley started working heel in the match, right? Like, Moxley's like, fuck it. I'm yeah. just, crowd don't like me, fuck them, and fuck yep. you too. And I'm just going to work this kind of match. MJF has also got himself into, like, phenomenal shape. This guy looks incredible. Oh, past two years, transformed. Yeah. Uh, but the emotional aspect of Regal turning was, it, it, part of it is because it was too obvious. Like, we all knew it was coming. So when it happened, it was just like, all right. But the thing that, that I didn't like is the, the Blackpool Combat Club didn't come out. Yeah. The, we didn't even see the firm. So I'm still, like, wondering what that tie-in was. It was just like it happened. Uh, MJF to Snow Angels like punk. Goes up the ramp, sits like Cena when he loses to, to the Rock, <laughs> has the title, and, it, and it, it, we go off the air. And I was just like, well, I thought we were going to beat up Mox. I thought we were going to do something more heinous to give that, that look where Moxie's like computing all this shit. Yeah. And we didn't get that. We just got Moxie losing, cameras on MJF. Not I didn't like we won't get that on Dynamite. No, we probably will. But it's the end of a pay per view. Yeah, like. And, and, I, and I also get it. It's really hard. That crowd is so pro MJF. It's. Really difficult to do something in the correct because if it don't work, then you're like, fuck, we just did everything. <laughs> they and just cheer. It's still cheering them. <laughs> like, oh yeah, get a gun and start <laughs> shooting yeah, people. Beats them to a bloody pulp. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, damn, that didn't work. I get it, but it just felt like there was no that moment between Regal and Moxie where you're just like, wow. Like Moxie's like, you bitch. Yeah. I, I think, and depending on when you guys listen to this, you may have seen Dynamite if you listen to this after Wednesday night. But I, I think they have to open. With MJF Regal in the ring, explaining oh, yeah. what happened, and then Mox coming down. Maybe get his ass kicked in. Sure. Send but, him on vacation. Man deserves it. Oh, God, he needs a vacation. <laughs> like, shit, winter is coming. It's Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yep. Let that man stay at home, him and Renee and their, and their daughter. and just, That's it. Let me, let me be a family man for a second. Who should be MJF's next four? It's going to be whoever wins that tournament. I don't. Sometimes they just one off that shit. Yeah, I, I mean, know. Like next program. It should be the winner of the tournament. And now you have MJF against the firm, which you've been setting up. It should be a longer program. But I fear that it might be a three week program and it ends in December. I told you who I think MJF's first few should be. You remember who I said? No. Sting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Darby Allen. Because the reason why is I was like, look, Sting is over. Yeah. If you destroy Sting in the ring, that's almost an unforgivable act. It has to be somebody that can give MJF heat. There's almost nobody on that roster who is loved that much, aside from maybe Danielson. But I don't think anybody wants to see Danielson lose, except for Danielson. Danielson, like, I'll do the job. They're like, stop. Yeah. stop. Stop giving yourself up like this. Yes. But Sting is a person who hasn't been pinned. He can come in. He can get bloodied, beat up, lose. And it'll be the perfect thing for people to say, heat. fuck MJF. And you, could, you don't have to do it at pay-per-view. You could do it on TV. You could do it at Winter is Coming. Yeah. I think that's the way that they should go. I, I think have the no chip idea. guy gets his shot at Winter is Coming. Who? Like, or not the chip, but whoever wins this tournament. Yeah, it'll be Starks or Ethan Page. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, stay. And if it's Ethan Page, that's when you start wondering, like, well, what's this firm thing? Yeah. So maybe there's something else there. Are you a face? Yeah, I, I don't know. Ricky Starks, it'd be a great story winning the tournament, but you're not going to win the belt. So right, and like it feels like if it's Ricky Starks, it almost feels like hey, he shouldn't win because of that reason. Yeah. You don't want to just burn through his title shot down. No. So, and the crowd would cheer him, but it'd still be weird. My pick for the next feud should be Wardlow. I think that's a revolution feud. You got to get that back. Yeah, you do. I think that, but I think that's a pay-per-view feud. Okay. 
I think it's that big. I don't need the blowout to be in December. No, I'm yeah. not saying. But like, yeah, but that's that's his next sustained yeah. feud. Yeah, should be Wardlow. Yeah, opinion. like we got to put some heat on him. You got to yeah. put some heat on MJF and Wardlow. He if he loses TNT title, and this is his way. Like I beat, you. I was the last person to beat you. So let me get a shot at that. Or if Hobbs wins it back, yeah. he lost. He tapped. You know, Joe choked him out. Whatever if it is, Hobbs beats Joe or something. Like Hobbs becomes that champion. Wardlow's still fine. Maybe you just. Move yeah. Wardlow right into that picture. No, the dude never loses, so it makes perfect sense. It's a great feud. I, I just think I think that's a pay per view match. Okay, and not like when I, I I'm serious, guys. Tony, kind of listen to me. Sting, Sting is the <laughs> feud because you need to get heat on MGF quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, I don't don't mind that at all. It's gonna be uh, the summer of MJF before the bidding war of 2024. Man, Warner better empty their pockets. They better make sure the WWE doesn't get a hold of that man. It's filming a movie. That's what I'm saying. You got to like, keep them. WWF is going to put, or WWF, WWE is going to put the full court press on. They are. I don't think MJF is going to leave. I think he will. I don't think so. I, I, think I, think, a, I think he's playing the game. Yeah. But I think he's he's not even 25. No. He has time to, to go later if he wants yeah, to. Yeah, I, I think he's going um, to. AEW needs him more than WWE needs him. Yes. And I think that Tom Warner money and it's but I think cons, based on how much they would have to pay for him, WWE and Triple H would use him accordingly. Mm. And I think as great as AEW is, the stage isn't even close. Yeah, I don't think for so. a guy who has Hollywood attribute, like he wants to be that megastar, and he probably could be. And AEW is great; it's not WWE. It's much like uh, we saw Captain Insano. Uh, it's much like Captain Insano. is like, yeah, cool. Like, you got a spot in this. Like, you want to be The Rock? You want to be seen? Like, there's levels to this. No other wrestler, even Austin, like, they didn't come from any other promotion except WWE to go that level high. So, not saying that you can't, but the platform is just entirely different. Like, you have some of the best entrances in recent memory, in AEW, but they're not Mania. It's no. not even Rumble. Like, the scale is so much bigger that I that might be an allure. If the money's close, if not, one, he's going to the highest bidder. AEW's like, going to be the highest bidder. Let's say one of them's like, yo, we'll match. Whatever. You go get a number, we're matching. All things considered, it's hard to beat that stage. Especially it's- now when there's not a Vince McMahon to fuck you over. It's it's hard to beat that stage, but then there's these these are the challenges that they have to face, and we'll talk about that when we, on our next week. We talk about Survivor Series. WWE is regressing back to the mean right now, right? Which is fine. And what I, but what I mean by that is they have to. Uh, so MJF comes over, right? I think MJF's going to do the charity work. No, he comes over as like the hottest free agent. But that's like WWE's brand is like a publicly traded company. Like, oh, like uh, with the kids and blah, blah, blah. Right. And there's this. I don't, and, I don't think you send the heels to do that. Right? Well, they do sometimes. But like MJF is, he's character 100%. Driven. Yeah, yeah. He's also as close to TVMA as you're going to get. He motorboated a woman on the way to the ring. He did. You I can see. never do that I'll, in WWE. I'll, I'll, you know how many infractions he'll get at WWE? No, I understand that. But I think he's good enough and smart enough to tailor the character wherever. The man tried out for WWE. He's not stupid. No, he, he's not dumb. He knows what. With this same gimmick. Like, he he knows what he wanted to do. I, I think he could still do that. I just think 
AEW staying in AEW is not bad. A, but AEW can't let him go. And you you can't sign the seven year deal they've been given to everyone else. No, but I also like three. But I also this is the other thing. We don't know what's really going on with Jim Jeff. He could have an extension done, and we don't even know it. We don't know about his life. The man, the man is the the perfect liar. Yeah. So, but if you're AEW I and you're Tony, there's Khan, one thing he's telling truth about. I think that's it. He is not signing a deal before he has to because he's driving up the price. He probably is, but he's probably driven it up to a point. Like he probably signed and has an option. Yeah. Like, but if you're Tony Khan, like you have a willingness to spend money. Out of your own pocket, the WWE is at a certain point they're going to go. Mm. They're beholden to somebody. Yeah, like boardroom. Tony Khan is just basically like, I, yeah. whatever you need, I'm going to get it. And it also really depends on where they're at by the, by 2024. Yeah. Like if AEW is still a relatively new company and they're like still climbing and still getting bigger, they get another hour of television. ROH is underway. These pay per views are doing well. You stay. But if they're starting to falter a little bit, yeah, there might be an opening. If they falter. I, I, they're more stagnant now than they've ever been. Punk pushed the numbers kind of high. Yeah. So, like, they've regretted. You talk about come down to mean they have in terms of numbers. but I, And storyline and everything, they've kind of reverted back to mean. But everyone does. Yeah. The other thing is, when you mentioned, like, nobody was, like, like WWE is at stage, Ric Flair never needed WWE. It's so different. But I'm just saying, in um, terms of, like, Ric Flair... And to be fair, there's a lot of people who know Flair, they know Dusty from WWE in very brief periods of time. Even though you, you don't need it, but I'm saying, like, they went. They got a taste. Yeah, and they hated it. That's cool. But everyone went and got a taste. You don't want to go somewhere and get a taste and then you're locked in for four years. It's, it's rough. So Different regime now. I'm not rough. saying it won't happen. I'm just saying... There's put, no rush. You put the title on him. He's under 30. He is your future. Yeah. He is... As much as there's the Bucks and Omega, that guy is the future. Of your- Him and Hangman are best two young stars. They have. Yeah, but I think MJF is even light years ahead of Hangman in terms yeah, of I mean, star power. Definitely. No, not even that. A heel holding your title makes your company better. If you have the best heel in the company holding yep. your title for that's what made WCW WCW was Ric Flair. Even when he was a babyface, he reverted back to heel. It's just <laughs> very difficult to let somebody like that go because you can make a babyface out of anybody. But a heel, it's tough. And it's why they figured out, like, Roman Reigns has become a tremendous heel because he always had it in him. Now you have MJF opposite Roman Reigns. It gets complicated. Who's your top guy? Egos. Well, again, year and a half. Lord it all, it could all we change. We'll see. So we'll see how that all plays out. We appreciate you all for listening today to another episode of The Corner Podcast. It was amazing. Make sure you guys check out our other shows wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on YouTube. You guys can watch those as well. Another pro wrestling show coming at you guys in a couple of days, previewing Survivor Series. Throw it on while you're cooking during Thanksgiving, you know, chefing it up for everyone. Listen to some good wrestling. We appreciate you all. We'll keep this short and sweet. From Blue Wire Studios here in the Wynn Resort, myself, the old man Andreas Hale. Until next time, we're out. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.